Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... I know, Squirrel. 18 years for following Ray Epps and the other FBI agents into the Capitol. I saw the railroad job of the guy that, uh, what was he, the founder of the Oath Keepers? He's going to wish he was the founder of the Sons of Anarchy. 18 years in the joint is a long time. But that's what happens when you have a third world banana republic. And the Democrat judges, hey, are you doing? Like those guidos that sit on the... And the the Cook County judge with uh, Ed Burke and the Table of Wisdom LLC all buying the tax auction property, sectioning out the property like Tony Resco, the greasy Tony Resco. That's what happens in every little Democrat enclave in Washington, D.C. is the best of the best of them. So we are not going to focus on that atrocity. Let's focus on something good. You see, the EPA is a bureaucracy of fascism, of tyranny, and of extortion. Underneath just the executive branch got all these layers upon layers of bureaucrats over two million gestapo work and answer directly for whoever is the commander-in-chief and this time it's the dimwit in diapers and the feeble fascist cannot misuse bureaucracies enough the good news is some people decided you know what i'm going to take it to the supreme court because i if i remember correctly donald trump put on some good judges and we got a better chance of winning there than we do appealing to these local courts that have these half-ass, fat-ass gangsters called Democrat judges on them. Let's go to the Supreme Court. And it turns out that socialism and fascism and totalitarianism, it is unconstitutional in America. Well, the Supreme Court has issued an opinion in the case of a family whose push to build a new house on wetlands was said to have violated the EPA's Clean Water Act. And the justices ruled in the family's favor, weakening the water pollution law. So joining us now for more on this is CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. What would you do, Squirrel? Did you get rid of it? Did the NSA shut the system up? What happened there? All right, the NSA is probably after us. Sorry, do we make the list? I want to be on the list, too. And wrapping up all opinions for the term. By the way, this is another... Here's KJP answering the, about the EPA decision. Uh, the way that we see it, it aims to, uh, the court's decision today aims to take our country backwards. It will jeopardize the sources of clean drinking water for farmers, businesses, and millions of Americans. Uh, look, the, the Clean Water Act is the reason why America's lakes today are uh, swimmable, why we can fish in our streams and rivers, and why... Is swimmable a word? I think it might be. I don't know. Doesn't sound right, though. Of course, this idiot Democrat is saying it. Nothing that comes out of her pie hole sounds right as she puts lipstick on the fascism that is the Biden Fourth Reich regime. It has nothing to do with clean water, dummy. 
What it has to do is backdoor nationalizing wetlands. You don't get to do it. And if the uh, NSA hadn't jammed my signal, I'd be able to prove it to you. But walk us through the opinion and the issues involved in this case. Anne-Marie, I think you're exactly right. This is a very conservative court. It's very suspicious of executive agencies and environmental protection laws like the Clean Air Act from last term or the Clean Water Act, which is, of course, what the court tackled today. So essentially, there was a couple in Idaho and they wanted to build on their land and they started filling their land with gravel and sand and they got in trouble for doing so because. Now, let's just stop there. Property rights are what separate us from socialist countries, communist countries, Marxist countries, and those inbred limeys in Great Britain. Property rights are what separates us from despotism. That's the beauty of America. Now, it's either it's your land or it's not. Now, these people had land where there was what they call wetlands. They decided, you know what? I'm going to fill it in. And the government showed up and said, no, no, no. We plan on putting something else there, or we're going to simply not allow you to use your land. And the guy said, you know what? I think you're wrong. And this is what courage looks like. Is the allegation was, these are actually protected wetlands. And so if you want to build on this land, you need to get a license from the federal government. This case actually has already been up to the Supreme Court. Then it went back down, back up to the court again. And it was on the question of, what is defined as a wetland? And that is so important because if something is considered to be a wetland, then it's protected under the Clean Water Act. It's much harder to build on it. It's much harder for businesses, in this case, homeowners, to use it. And people can think of it almost like preserving a historic landmark. Once you say this is a historic land- Don't get bored with this. This leads to many other things, including the atrocity of them trying to regulate the inside air quality of your home. You see, fascism and the takeover of your life is un-American and it's unconstitutional. We're going to have to fight them on every level. They will never stop. They never get tired because it's control that they're after. And when I say they, I mean the American mafia, the Fourth Reich of corruption. They disguise themselves as Democrats and sometimes Republicans. But make no mistake about it. It's a takeover of your existence. Landmark, or once you say this is a wetland, it's going to be much harder to either tear it down or build on it. So for people who are in favor of more environmental regulations, you want a really broad definition of wetlands. Today, the Supreme Court said the opposite. They said that wetlands will be considered waters that have a continuous surface connection to another big body of water. And you know who put this in, Squirrel? He likes big butts and he cannot lie. Barack, the real Marxist, Obama, and his entire entourage of Marxist scum, the ones that are surrounding this dimwit in diapers some call president. These are the same ones that are operating this country right now. This is a big win for us. I know this might sound a little bit in the weeds, but it actually has huge implications for can you regulate, for instance, a body of water that is to the side of the Mississippi River, but separated by a levee, for instance. And so what the court did today is basically adopt a concurring opinion from Justice Scalia 
of course, because he's passed away years ago, where they really narrow that definition and they say you have to be connected to another big body of water. It's a big win for conservatives. It's a big win for freedom. It's a big win for property rights. And it's a big win towards abolishing the federal EPA. Your states all have EPA departments. Layer on top of layer, a foot soldier of mafia, all getting the funny money, all waiting for that mystical, magical pension like the cream puff in Chicago so they could sit on their fat ass and pretend to be superior the whole time destroying your nation. And this follows another loss by the feeble fascist and the Fourth Reich just 10 months ago that I want to remind you of. And wrapping up all opinions for the term, the Supreme Court has loosened the regulating power of the Environmental Protection Agency. That's right. The decision says the EPA does not have the authority to set caps on greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. The 6-3 ruling was decided along ideological lines. The ruling is a loss for the Biden administration and will limit its ability to meet his climate goals. So all of this talk that they put in omnibus bills, this spending. So their Gestapo, EPA, OSHA, and the rest of the bureaucrat scum that threaten to take over your life and threaten to make you remove appliances, all of it is unconstitutional. And all of it needs to be tied right now to the debt. And to prove my point, there's a smarmy son of a lobbyist, Roach, on the east coast of Florida named Moskowitz. And he looks... Like a Moskowitz. He's the reason they're working on that female Viagra. So Moskowitz, because he grew up the son of a corrupt, corrupt political pimp, he now thinks he's the guy. He's not the guy. He's just a peculiar looking little flea from the east coast of Florida. Here is Congress non-birthing person, although I'd be willing to flip him over to find out. Moskowitz. I want to apologize on behalf of of the Democratic Party that we have see now this condescending thing this is when if you're in front of me now you're not doing that tone of voice you're not saying that at all are you mousequits because I'll have you in the corner crying wetting yourself like Joe Biden decided to put kids kids safety in their neighborhoods from getting gunned down in movie theaters or grocery stores or school churches or synagogues we as Democrats have clearly lost our way that we are not focused on appliances. And so we're finally seeing our friends across the aisle stand up for parents all across the country as they tuck their kid in at night, as they dress them for school in the morning, as they are worried that they may not come home. My friends across the aisle are telling those parents, you can breathe a sigh of relief, that the grand appliance party is going to make sure your gas stove goes nowhere. No, Moskowitz, you unfortunate-looking, shorten-the-pants roach. What they're going to do is ensure we're free. And fascist frauds, such of your, like yourself and the rest of the Fourth Reich, which I find ironic from a guy named Moskowitz, you do not have power over anything except the idiots in your district that were stupid enough to elect the son of a pimp, lobbyist fraud, such as yourself. And if you want to keep kids safe, here's an idea. Keep them away from young Democrats, aspiring Democrats like this guy. First, let's begin with that alleged attempted shooting on a Prince George's County school bus. Police now say the person holding the gun was 15-year-old Baby K. He's Baby K? on attempted murder charges. Yeah, we've been following this one since now, it happened. Squirrel did his mommy and daddy 
Name him Baby K on the birth certificate. Shouldn't you have figured out if you name the kid Baby K, good things are not going to happen in his future? Happened on May 1st. Police say Baby K was one of three teens who tried to kill a student on that bus. Police already arrested two of those teens and a 14-year-old girl accused of planning the attack. Casey Nolan is live at police headquarters in D.C. And Casey, you've now learned that this Baby K is also wanted for a separate crime in the district? 15 years old. That's what we're hearing, Leslie. Democrat. This is already disturbing. Case, Son of frankly, Democrats. Taking a Recipient turn. of Democrats. What started on a Prince George's County school bus, sources tell us, is now connected to the murder of a woman in D.C. that police here in D.C. are investigating. 15, he murdered It was the 1st of May with the last student still on board when Prince George's County police say three teens forced their way onto a school bus and attacked. All, all, all public school Democrats. You know what? Moskowitz, you want to keep kids safe? Keep them away from Democrats. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Here's another feeble fraud who pretends to be a socialist the whole time practicing communism and implementing it through fascism. But they are accusing Democrats of saying we spend too much. For anyone that wants to entertain that thought, I ask you to think about the last time a person said has said in this country that the government does too much for them, that their social security check was too high, that teachers are paid too much. When was the last time anyone has heard or seen that? Same thing as the Communist Party. The Communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the Communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It's the same bulldog. You see these idiots, these frauds, these government supremacists want you to think it's nuanced between communism and Marxism, and socialism, and fascism. It's not. It's government supremacy, and you're the slave. They're not sophisticated. They're failures, and they're frauds. They're demigod wannabes. And they think they know better than you, when the reality is most of them are bust-outs. Most of them are trust fund babies. Most of them are covetous scoundrels who can't achieve anything on their own. Right? Phil in Chicago? Hey, how's it going, man? This is mostly for the audience. I mean, you're pretty brave when it comes to trash and white people, but you won't dare say a word about other races, like calling people limey and guidos. You won't call a Jew a Jew. You won't call the black what? the N-word. You won't, you won't say anything. Shut your yeah, mouth, play- you frickin' idiot. I'll say it to your face, too, stupid. Dumbass! Another moron. So sick of these frickin' idiots. You should have to pass an IQ test to vote. You want to fix things? Make it so morons can't vote for other idiots. And you'll solve the problem. You'll eliminate 90% of the Congress, but you'll straighten things out pretty fast. What kind of a moron is that? He's a jackass. God, have a good weekend. Do me a favor, Phil. Go for a walk in Chicago with $100 hanging out of your pocket, you stupid idiot. Uh, George in Naperville. Sean, why doesn't the Environmental Protection Agency send out their scientists to concentrate on the people peeing and defecating in the streets and Democratic Democrats. strongholds? Those are Democrat-based. They need their vote. They need their uh, support. That's who they are, like that idiot in Chicago. 
Walking fecal. Uh, Craig, I'm out, Greenwood. John, thanks for taking my call. Man, I'm glad you cut that guy off. I don't know where that guy was going, but it wasn't they're, anywhere. They're idiots. Off. You understand who you're dealing with? Low-life scum. That's why I can't stomach to be around them. That's why I even hate going to O'Hare Airport, because scum like that are walking around. You know where they're not? Where I live. You have to get in your car and drive to an area to find a Democrat. you got to go to the East Coast, and you bump into Moskowitz supporters. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, things will catch up to him uh, someday. Because oh, of yeah, the, he's living he in the lap of luxury. That's the beauty of what Chicago's going through now. Now you get what you deserve. Have a good time this weekend. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, and what I was calling you about is, um, you know what it seems to me, and it's so discouraging in it, when the, dem- when the leftists get power, like any kind of power, like their politicians in their Senate and the House, or whatever, they use it to really hurt other people like the, uh, if you're a conservative, if you're a patriot or anything, they really, I mean, they really hurt, like go after like the Trump family and anybody to support them. And, but the, the, the right, or like even like uh, so-called Republicans or whatever you want to say, it's like it never goes back the other way. It's the leftists are always hurting somebody. That's because, trying that's to put because them in jail. they're afraid they're to talk to an idiot like the one I talked Listen to what he was saying. What are you saying? You're calling, what do you mean call a Jew? You, you're Americans, you stupid son of a dog. And then there's roaches like you, the kind that make property values go low. The kind who when you walk by, you want to cover your nose because you stink. You look like you think, like a Democrat. You could smell them a mile away. Uh, Greg, Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, you know, uh, no one's covering it uh, on the mainstream media. And here in Illinois, the governor says he's passing a balanced budget, but no one knows what's in it, how much wasteful spending. And with all the federal spending dried up from COVID, who knows how much more of a deficit we're going to go into. No one's talking about this because of the uh, uh, media is owned. By a the, Chicago by the Democrat doesn't know what a balanced budget is. They don't care. <laughs> they just like words. They don't care about the money, about the welfare, about the bankruptcy. They think they're winning. Now, have a good weekend and see if you're winning on, say, Tuesday. Something tells me you ain't going to win this weekend. Ooh, there's peacekeepers. Yeah, that should work. Uh, Jim, South Elgin. Hey, man, how are you? I just uh, called Moskowitz's office, left him a message. I told him he flunks chemistry 101 because the combustion of methane gas, which is what natural gas is, produces that dangerous byproduct called di- uh, dihydrooxygen and carbon dioxide. And I had to remind them of the photosynthesis process that we exhale CO2 so plants can produce O2. Moskowitz has daddy's money. He doesn't need anybody's support. His father has been a lobbyist, low-life scumbag for 50 fracking years. They have hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why he's in there. Like every other Democrat area, they buy their votes from morons who wallow in their own just filth. That's exactly what it is. As Mike referenced, before the city council meeting started a discussion on housing, migrants in Chicago turned into a tense confrontation. Fox 32's Joni Lum has more. Why would it be tense? You're a sanctuary city. Open the door. Let everybody in. You'll be all right. What are you worried about? On that. One of the top issues here at City Hall, finding places for the thousands of migrants who have landed here in Chicago. Oh, no. You mean to tell me they haven't already done the inside deal with the developers to redevelop what used to be the financial district? You know, you've got millions of empty feet in those buildings. Just turn them into Section 8 housing. Sure, it's going to look like a lot like Cabrini Green did before you tear it down in about seven, eight months. But that's government living. 312-642-5600.
He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, we got a lot of clips. Seditious conspiracy. Isn't that what Crystal Blue said? Seditious conspiracy. That's exactly how I view lobbying. Lobbying is a seditious conspiracy. And then there's outright bribery and assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. Then there's communists buying congressmen, not just the gassy ones. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Exactly. Not other senators like Dianne Feinstein. Hang on, Dianne. So far, she's ruined three wheelchairs. But uh, crack smokers. And it turns out to be about, what, eight other Biden morons? including the one that's pretending to be president. Welcome back. It's time for the Hot Topic Buzz. Emails revealing Hunter Biden worked with executives from a China-based company back in 2016 in hopes to find potential investors for a movie production venture. It was all happening while his father was vice president. In September of 2016, another email lays out the itinerary for a trip that Hunter was taking to China with business executives who had deep ties to the CCP. More information for us, Kaylee, about... So the guy who goes... to a protest, follows Ray Epps, and joins other FBI agents that were already in the Capitol dressed like Trump supporters. Guy that does that gets 18 years. But this crack-smoking, whoremongering, sister-in-law banging degenerate, he, uh, he gets what? The influence-peddling scheme apparently has been going on for a decade plus. Yeah, and this is nothing that we didn't really already know before. There's another email in which Hunter Biden famously told one of his business associates that the thing that people were purchasing from him was his last name. So he was very out in the open peddling his father's influence. It's never been a secret, uh, but hopefully House Republicans' investigation into this matter does yield some results. Maria, I mean, this is a pro-China lawmaker. He was a, a Taiwan business official, and Hunter Biden asked and was set up with him to meet with him and it's all in the laptop these are in the emails the, the proof is there yeah. are we surprised no. no was he influenced the peddling influence and using his name is it chinese collusion should we just call it that let's call it chinese collusion to, to you know make millions of dollars yeah. sure that's why you had i've lost track of how many llcs the bidens had between them it's 20, like, yeah. about, <laughs> about 20 llcs according to james comar and comar has already identified at least 10 million dollars that was sent to biden family so members 70, that's just who's you know 10 million dollars for a handful of deals we don't know how much money they've actually taken in and what were they-, they did they pay taxes on that you know i know this is the big holdup right this moron who's never paid a tax in his life because he's a political whore and he gets his money through bribery and money laundering schemes. Has he ever paid taxes, Joe Biden? Default puts all that at risk. Congressional leaders understand that and they've all agreed there will be no default. And it's time for Congress to act now. Now, I want to be clear that the negotiations we're having with Speaker McCarthy is about the outlines of what the budget will look like, not about default. It's about competing visions for America. Under my administration, we've already cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion. See, it's like Illinois when they say they passed the balanced budget. Just lie. No Democrat's going to care. You think that idiot in Chicago is going to care? No. You love living with the communists. This is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six-month maternity leave with full pay. 
It is a vote for free quality medical care, hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education for all regardless of income. We have the materials. We have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. We can build enough schools and hospitals. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems, we can eliminate poverty and want. We can do all this. You know what's funny, too, Squirrel? All the illegal aliens that we have are having a problem with now, they're all leaving countries that said the same thing. They're all leaving countries. They all have the balance, but just like Illinois, just like Washington, D.C. Everything's fine, like the Soviet Union, right up until it isn't. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Wonderful. Listen, Sean, I heard that uh, Diane Feinstein is going to finally maybe uh, give it up. She's going to retire. Yeah, well, and, that's after uh, she gets ready for the prom. I mean, she thinks it's 1947, but go ahead. I know. I hear that uh, Oprah Winfrey's name came up as the senator. Yeah. And even uh, Newton said that he wants to appoint a black uh, a black woman to the seat. Do you think that Adam Schiff might uh, say, identify as a black woman to get a shot at the seat? I think anything is possible, but I think that's the kind of world we live in now, where people are reversing back to 100 years ago like that moron that called my show. I don't even know what the hell that idiot was talking about. Yeah. And, and, and the whole thing is... That's the kind of people you deal with. This kind of ideology, when people are putting people in place because of their race or their religion or their sex, that shows you how stupid they are. It's a form of ignorance. And that's why they're all Democrats. And that's really the truth. And, and Rich, this is who we, uh, unfortunately, are strapped with. These are the special people, like Fetterman. And that's why it doesn't matter, Feinstein or Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. None of it matters. What matters is that they fill an agenda in their head. They're giving and distributing altruism and equality and equity. It's been the same spiel for a thousand years. Thank you so much to, to all of our colleagues here who have made such incredible and, and forceful arguments. I want to reiterate one point. The reason why anyone is asking anyone on this stage about what we would vote for is because Kevin McCarthy needs our votes. Because Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes. Because Kevin McCarthy is going to the White House without a majority of his caucus. He does not have what, the, what is necessary. Now, AOC doesn't want to tell you they passed the bill a month ago. And the Democrats ignore it because they need to have this hyper-emergency. And they, there are people who vote for them. They're too stupid to know. You never default. The first bill that gets paid is to the debt. But the Democrats prove themselves to be dumb and dumberer. Here's a, a dimwit I never heard of. Sherelle, she's as smart as her name sounds. So that is why we're here today to say that we must lift. Uh, we must not default on our debt. We must lift this. We really? Oh, this God. Is, these are Congress people. Mouskowitz, Cheryl, AOC. J-Lo from around the block. They're, th these are Congress people. And you, you, you're lucky it's only this bad. Contrary to what Kevin McCarthy says, the debt limit is not about raising our limit for future spending. It's about paying for our bills that we've already voted on and already committed to. What? That's not it at all. You're 100% wrong. It is about continuing to spend. That's why they, you're threatening that we're not going to pay the bills, you moron. She argues against herself including what Republicans have already voted for, which also include the Trump tax cuts and the Bush tax extensions. 
And while Republicans will tell the press we are strong and we are united and nothing is going to shake us and the press will just act as a stenographer. You know what's funny? They're so economic illiterate when it comes to doing their job. But when it comes to stealing the money and setting up shills and money laundering schemes, they're brilliant. Republican members of the House Oversight Committee recently laid out what they believe is a global web of Biden family influence peddling. The 36-page memorandum alleges that foreign businessmen sent millions in wire transfers to numerous limited liability companies that then transferred the cash to bank accounts of at least nine Biden family members. Much of the money came from China, including transactions involving the Chinese energy company. A Biden associate, Rob Wall. Now that's treason, Squirrel. It's treason. That is seditious conspiracy. And the act of the conspiracy is the money laundering itself. And we have all this evidence, yet we're bothering with debt ceiling talks? No, 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 Kevin McCarthy. I know everybody went on vacation. I mean, I, I guess you had to get away for a week. In the meantime, I want impeachment papers. I don't want a debt ceiling increase. We don't need to raise the debt ceiling. And maybe you could explain that in one of these conversations you like having with yourself. Walker used his company to funnel money from the Chinese to various Biden family members. Democrats dismissed the evidence even though it was based on bank records directly from the bank. Hunter Biden's representatives claimed the money was, quote, good faith seed funds, but could not explain why those funds had to go through an intermediary in what appears to be an attempt to hide the transfers from the Chinese. The Republicans contend that subpoenaed bank. Now, in the meantime, Squirrel, why was this not investigated by anybody? But most importantly, an agency that normally doesn't let any money slip by. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con- confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Shapley is seeking legal protections from Congress. So Legal protections, Shapley. You know, these guys have a way like the, the, like the Clinton asset who ended up shooting himself with a shotgun and hanging himself. You better be careful, Shapley. Joe and Joliet. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Hey, uh, you had a guy on earlier talking about the Democrats doing all this stuff to the Republicans and how it never comes around. That's because mm-hmm. the Republicans are weak. I, I am so effing tired of seeing all this stuff on Fox News and everything about Comer and all them other bozos going to bring charges and going to do something. Nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's no. going to do anything against Hunter Biden or anybody else. They could shoot somebody point blank on TV and not a and never lose a vote. <laughs> no, hey, Joe, no. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. We've had this evidence for three and a half years. I mean, it's funny, you know, they're, they're regurgitating things that Ron Johnson, Rand Paul and many others yep. have been talking about since the election itself. And yet nobody talks about the I word except Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she didn't even go to Joe Biden. She just wanted to do his cabinet. In the meantime, right. why is that? And the answer is because they're all perpetrating the same scams. 
They really are. They're all in bed together. That's They're why money, money, together. money. What's this thing you see with DeSantis and Trump? Send your money. Send your money. Here's my offer to you. Nothing. I'm not giving you jack. And I want yep. restraints on money. And I want the end of seditious conspiracy called lobbying. I want the end of political action committee packs. I want it all to stop, and I want it to stop yesterday. Thank you, Joe. Right there. Yep. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. One thing that I can't help but notice, there isn't any specificity from the Republicans on exactly what they're going to stop. See, you have the power of the purse. This is the perfect scenario to nullify and remove the omnibus bill that was passed by the Congress that was voted out. Nancy, I can't feel my face. Get off the table, tramp. And the rest of those idiots. And this should be something that Kevin McCarthy goes through line by line by line. Because the Democrats are out in their friendly media outlets that are really just propaganda wings, like CNN. And they're spewing nonsense. The shocking part is even CNN is starting to fact check Congresswoman Cockeye, also known as Jayapal. CNN has a new poll ad. I'm sure you've seen it uh, in just the last two days. And what it shows really interestingly is that 60 percent of Americans say Congress should only raise the debt ceiling if it comes with spending cuts at the same time. And that includes 58 percent of independents. Is your position out of step now, Congresswoman, with the majority of the American people? I'm so glad you raised that poll, because I think it's really important to look at what that poll says. If you just say to people, should we cut spending, they will probably say yes. Um, however, if you say, would you rather cut spending and reduce the deficit by cutting the tax breaks to the wealthiest corporations and wealthiest individuals? How about the wealthiest Democrats? Let's just go with the wealthiest Democrats. Let's cut all the loopholes. Let these crooked political who are pay their taxes, their fair share. Or would you like to cut your own health care, education, you know, care for veterans, etc.? I guarantee you that you would have even higher numbers that say, let's make sure that we're making the wealthy pay their fair share. And that's the the other thing we've been saying to the Republicans. This is the exact question that was asked of voters. What should Congress do on the debt ceiling? Raise only if spending cut? 60%. Raise no matter what, 24%. Not raise, let U.S. default, 15%. These are are what they are saying to this critical question. Go ahead. No, I understand. But, Poppy, you can't take tax cuts out of spending. Tax There are no tax cuts. It's letting people keep their own income. Congresswoman Cockeye, every time I see her head, I want to do like that eight ball game. Shake her head and ask it a question. Moron. Mike, New Lennox. Hey, I'm just I'm I'm sincere when I ask this question. Is there anybody that can fix the current situation? I I really believe that we are so far down the road that it's it's going to be impossible to fix. No, it can be it, fixed. It, it can be fixed relatively quickly if you get somebody in there who wants to get it done. See the problem I have. All part of the establishment. Every one of them. This cockeyed yeah. McCarthy. He's not going to go line item veto like you, you just discussed. They're just, they're not going to do it. No, they're but all, it, they've got pockets to line. They it all could happen. It, you know that's why I have Larry claiming on a lot 
Larry Clayman, before, believe me, I ever had a show, Larry Clayman was suing the government. You have to sue the government like this couple just did. Because ultimately, the agenda of government supremacy in this country is unconstitutional. And you have to do it now while you have somewhat originalists in charge. Because all of these programs, for instance, Mike, the EPA itself was never created by Congress. It is an executive order by Richard Nixon. Why is the EPA never challenged? Because you have state EPAs. So why have a federal? And you could do the same thing for every one of these departments. We have 22 well, why, million why employees of the government. The Federal what? Reserve, why haven't they challenged? And how in the heck are you going to defund the FBI? They're not going to even allow that. They've been weaponized. They're political whores. How would you even begin to do that? Well, you can do it now with the debt ceiling. This is a huge opportunity. And the problem I also have is, like I said when I opened the segment, the specificity needs to be discussed. In this debt ceiling, when we do not raise the debt ceiling, immediately all the bureaucracies will get shut off. We will then clarify and, and reopen them one by one. That's the only debt ceiling talks we're going to have. But I'm Kevin sure you're right. isn't doing that. So, But here's the thing, Mike. It can be done. And it will, listen, we'll be at the debt ceiling again, brother, in our lifetime. It won't be more than the end of, of, of Biden's administration, and we'll be at it again during the election year. But mark my words, brother, because they can't stop spending. And what they're not talking about is that the revenue to the, to the government when it comes from corporations is one-third of what it was last year. That's called bearish. 312-642-5600. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... Balkanization is the trick of all government supremacy. Communism, Marxism, socialism, fascism. You have to balkanize your society and you have to stoke fear and hatred. This way people will turn over rights to the government. And this is exactly what America is living through now. It's really quite sad. My next guest is experiencing this. He uh, is formerly a trial lawyer. He was a liaison to the SEC during Watergate. He is also a novelist. Three best-selling novels, critically acclaimed. His new novel, Trial, comes out next month on the 13th. However, he had a hard time finding a publisher. His name is Richard North Patterson. How are you, Richard? Thank you for joining me. Well, I'm good. How are you? Aggravated, Richard. Aggravated. And it's, it's, it's funny, I have to start every show this way, because I'm aware of the tricks that the government supremacist is playing on it, our society. The sad part is our society is falling for it, and I thought we were smarter than this. Well, it's, it's an interesting time. I'm, I, we're as polarized, I think, uh, Sean, as we have ever been in this country. Uh, and literature has fallen into that trap. And uh, as an ancillary result, um, I had trouble getting a, uh, a book published, even though I've had 16 New York Times bestsellers and 22 16. best-selling books overall. Oh, I didn't realize it was that much. I'm sorry I shortchanged you on the, on the uh, intro. Oh, well, you know, my, my kids know better because I could send them to college. 
They're right, exactly. But the reality is when you think about it, I'm born in the late 60s. You were practicing law. What year did you start? Uh, 1971. Did you ever think that that time would be the peak time to live in America? As you see during that time, race relations, people who had kids when I was young in, in the late 60s, early 70s, you were taught by your parents who, if they had an IQ above 60, that you were not to judge somebody based on anything other than the character they had. And that's how you judge it. And throughout my life, I never had friends that I judged because of their skin color. It was always their character. And yet here we are today when you cannot write a novel after having 22 bestsellers. What was your ultimate sin in this new one? Well, my ultimate sin was being me. Um, but the subject matter was uh, writing a book in which two of the three principal characters were black. Um, in, in which concern problems which, although they should concern us all, affect blacks in particular. The uh, story stems from the arrest and ultimately the trial on charge of capital murder of an 18-year-old uh, black voting rights worker in rural Georgia after a nighttime traffic st shot stop in which a sheriff's deputy dies. Nobody in New York and publishing told me they thought the book was in any way racially insensitive or obtuse or anything like that. They said simply these days, white people should not write about uh, uh, or should not write fiction from the standpoint of black characters or about problems which affect black people in particular. So essentially what they're doing is they're subdividing literature into ethnic neighborhoods, which is contrary to the spirit you were talking about when you grew up and contrary to what makes a healthy society. And the other thing is it negates our own successful history. And this is a trick of the demagogues in government. They want people to believe history started last week. And this is something that is astonishing to me, as for decades and decades, in particular, whether it's entertainment in film or in writing, has always portrayed people of multi-races. It's the genius of writing from Mark Twain to, I don't know, Aristotle. How have we fallen this far into a race-aware society? And now you see our government practicing racism. Well, it's you know, in publishing, it's a misguided sense that if you're racially sensitive, then what you do is you stop white people from writing about issues uh, and people who are not white. Um, in, ironically, Sean, I went to Georgia, where the book is set. I interviewed over 50 people to try to get it right. A good half of them were, were, were black. Um, you know, whether they were politicians, community leaders, ministers, law enforcement uh, officials, um, uh, lawyers, whatever, because I do my damnedest to get, uh, to get things right for my reader. Uh, it's only fair. But it's fair to say, too, that the New York publishers, almost all of whom I'm sure were white given the demographics of Manhattan Publishing, had no idea of all at all of the experiences that these folks in Georgia shared with me. And yet they imagine themselves the benef literary benefactors of black America. Uh, it's completely self-flattering, uh, ironic, and frankly, condescending. That's the part that's annoying. I mean, you're, you're a monument to success in everything you do. You've, you're successful in this arena and others. And yet these probably children both intellectually and by age, felt they had the, 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 the right to say you couldn't do this or they would not assist you after knowing that you are a man of principle. That's the part that I find astonishing. They take away the individuality of our own lives. And they well, make you, talk, you conform you're talking to about racism. history beginning last week? 
Think about literature. You know, back in the day, Charles Dickens wrote about the underclass. So did Zola. Most recently, so did uh, uh, Upton Sinclair. Uh, Tom uh, Wolfe right across the lines of racial identity. Um, um, Anna Karenina, Madame Bovary, two of our classics with featuring women as essential characters are written by men. There's a rich tradition of people using their imagination to illuminate lives not their own, very often because they want the trouble of investigating and learning uh, from people uh, about the lives they were living and going where those lives were lived. Uh, and so it's, it's anti-historical. It's also antithetical to what a healthy society should be, which is asking us to employ our imagination, our empathy for others across the lines of uh, racial or social identity. Richard, it's also, to me, I think it's a trick of the collectivist to take away the individuality of life. When we wake up in the morning, when we grow up, when I grew up, I didn't think of myself as a white person. I was me. And it's funny, I grew up in a, in a very um, ethnic neighborhood, an all-Italian neighborhood. My name is Sean. There were, I didn't need a last name. Everybody was named Vito, Tony, Joey, Michael, Anthony. <laughs> you know, that's how it was. And you were made fun of. My best friend was Cuban. He was made fun of. And this was something that brought us together. And it wasn't something of hatred the way you see it today. But the collectivist wants to take away that individu individuality. And they insult numerous black people. And the successes they've had for hundreds of years. Why are they so quiet, I'm wondering? Are they afraid of this themselves? Well, I think very often the public people in publishing are uh, afraid either of Twitter mobs or of their own rest of young employees. I mean, some may really believe this stuff. But I know that there are publishers who uh, really resent this kind of creative segregation uh, and yet are afraid to go on the record to say so. I'm, I'm wondering why successful people of, uh, who are black are taking this. You take away all the achievements of the, of the black scholars, of the black doctors, of the black Well, doctors. I will say that uh, one of my greatest supporters in connection with this book is Henry Louis Gates, the black scholar at Harvard, uh, who has spoken very strongly about the freedom of uh, to, to write uh, uh, across the lines of identity. He has been very uh, supportive of my book in particular. Um, and I have um, on my book jacket uh, endorsements from three uh, African Americans who have been very involved in the issues I was writing about, including the former CEO of the NAACP. Um, ironically, I think uh, this very often is a fashion of white people rather than a fashion of uh, non-white people. Isn't that what Thomas Sowell warned us about in his book? It's been a long time since I read it, but what is it called? Black Rednecks and White Liberals? Um, yeah, I, 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 that's, a, that's a book I, I must say that I've missed. Oh, you would love it. It's, it's, it's specifically this topic. And it predicts, sadly, what we're going through. And ultimately, it, it does have that, it builds that animosity and this hatred so that you have to identify yourself with your race, when the reality is, Richard, I've done my research, I hate white people. It's white people that came up with communism, white people that came up with Marxism and socialism and fascism. It's a sad thing that we are now um, reversing our own successes to 135 years ago. So in your opinion, how does it end as somebody who's been involved in the law, in government, in the arts? How do you see the future? I'm curious. Well, you know, one hopes that this is a cycle 
uh, of which we grow weary. I don't know because I will tell you the socialization, the the uh, polarization of race and culture um, is going to tear this country apart. Um, I mean, it already is going a long way uh, toward that, in my view. And you know, one of the ironies is that the people on both sides become a mirror image of each other. I mean, the very publishers who rejected my book, basically practicing preemptive censorship, I'm sure are horrified by people on the right who would ban um, books from libraries who, or who would suppress books about racial history. And they never look them, at themselves in the mirror and say, wait a minute, I'm them too. You know what's sad is uh, before you came on, I had a moron call into the show and spew all kinds of racist, slanderous nonsense. And it's funny, I was thinking about in, uh, in my life growing up, I had gone to the Mercantile Exchange, and there was a large amount of uh, Jewish people, and they were wonderful to me. They welcomed me, and they changed my life. One in particular handed me an Ayn Rand book, which was fantastic. And, you know, it's, it, what you do is you change that, and I think it has to be that it is intentional because it's through that, that stoking of fear and hatred you can then really control and steal the policies and the money in society. That's the only way I can define what's happening. As you have Joe Biden, who was one of the very few ever photographed with a Klansman, Rod, Robert Byrd, who is now implementing racism on a regular basis, and people are afraid to say it. And I think until we are willing to say it, we're going to continue down the path of balkanization, and Marxism will grow. Well, full disclosure, I supported Joe Biden for president. So I have to say that I think the problem of, of racism, race-baiting, exploitation of racial anxiety cuts across the political spectrum. Um, and uh, I'm terribly troubled by the fact that race is so defining of people's political attitudes. When you support, I'm curious, because I respect your, your, you know, your, obviously your history and what you saw. When you supported him, did you think it would be what we're getting today? Well, I thought we'd get pretty much what we're getting, which is, a, which is an experienced hand uh, who, who has you know, the grace to handle difficult problems reasonably well, like Ukraine, for example. Um, so we got a political professional. Uh, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get perfect. We got the choice we got. Um, and, you know, you, as a voter, you choose or you punt. Um, yeah, and, well, you know, we, I'm going to have you. For me, was a pretty easy choice. I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you back, not because, uh, of, uh, anything other than I can't believe that, uh, what we see happening with our foreign policy and the, the mayhem in our foreign policy and the theft in Ukraine of money and the chaos isn't something that you, somebody, a lawyer, who would want to fight for law and order. And, uh, you know, that, that's something we're going to have to revisit when this all comes out in the wash. Do we have a deal? Well, sure. We, we can talk about whether it's good for Putin to slaughter civilians. Happy to have that conversation. Oh, I, I would. And I, I want to talk about how the Ukrainians were slaughtering their own people for eight years. Eight years. Nobody in this country cared about that civil war. Nobody. The money laundering scheme of the IMF Bank, I can't wait to get you back. We got a deal? All right, pal. All Good right, enough. thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, saying A. Hey, 
Hey, Squirrel. I should have known when he said he didn't read Thomas Sowell's book, he was probably going to vote for Biden. Because you couldn't vote for Biden if you read that book. And you couldn't support the Ukraine war if you know who George Soros is. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. And I can't believe that such a wonderfully smart man and an author of 22 books didn't know what was going on here. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist. Seymour Hirsch. And you know what's funny? Seymour Hirsch was a darling of the left until he did this. And I, I can't help but notice those people, like my last guest, the reason they voted for Biden is because of Donald Trump. That's the kind of hatred Donald Trump brings out in a lot of people. And I, 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 I listen. I get it. Ron DeSantis was struggling big time in his primary race for governor of Florida. Polls revealed DeSantis was failing so bad he was losing by a staggering 17 points. Then DeSantis was saved by the endorsement of President Trump. Trump's support was so powerful, just days after the endorsement, DeSantis took a commanding lead that propelled him to being elected governor. I'd like to thank our president for standing by me when it wasn't necessarily the smart thing to do. You're welcome, Ron. Unfortunately, instead of being grateful, DeSantis is now attacking the very man who saved his career. Isn't it time DeSantis remembers how he got to where he is? Make America great again. Build the wall. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. Truth is, there's only one person who can make America great again. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. And I think uh, we're going to be in that same predicament. The never Trumpers will come out and they will vote against the interests of Americanism and uh, they'll allow another theft. See, that's the problem with Donald Trump. He invokes so much hatred, so much anger, that both Republicans and Democrats allowed the greatest fraud to be perpetrated on the American people. Tonight, a pair of Fox News exclusives as we continue our coverage of the Russia collusion investigation, the Trump dossier, and the opposition research firm behind that. Chief Washington correspondent James Rosen has new information tonight on ties between the Justice Department and the people behind the Trump dossier, a connection that's really raising more questions tonight. Good evening, James. Brett, good evening. New disclosures confirmed to Fox News by top investigators on the House Intelligence Committee show that the link between Fusion GPS, the firm behind that anti-Trump dossier, and a top Justice Department official ran deeper than previously known. Fox News was the first to tell you last week about the abrupt demotion on Wednesday. Wednesday of Bruce Orr, the Associate Deputy Remember Attorney Bruce General, Orr, who was stripped of that wife, title and his Nelly. fourth floor office oh, of Maine Nelly. Justice. Did you ever see her? She looks like a transgendering Chuck from Dullivan. Oh, she's really not attractive. In the meantime, I will not be buying Richard North Patterson's book, and he cannot come to my cigar store, because Biden voters keep up. Bart in his car. Hey, baby, he's missing out because that is one groovy cigar store. It <laughs> is lost. Thank you, thank you. You know, I dig it deeply. Hey, what about that Supreme Court today? Nine to zero. No, it wasn't nine to zero. Six to three. 
One of I us thought is it was wrong. nine to nothing. That's how you bet. That's, that's how you end up betting a cigar. We're going to look into it. I thought it was six to three, but maybe I misheard. And then you get a cigar for free. If not, you pay double for one. Deal? Uh, are we going to do the avos again? Sure. In either right, case, you know I'm the CAO flathead guy. I know. In it's either case, easy. we won. You could you could pick whatever cigar you want, but I appreciate the call very much. I went long. Sorry, Bart. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM560. Let's go Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. I'm I'm baffled that anybody voted for this moron. I honestly am. Well, I tell you what, he's back in the cockpit the next week with a new call sign. Swamp thing. <laughs> new call sign. I asked him inside the oval what, what it was like, but I'll tell you about that later. If you vote for this fracking moron. Anybody. Records show the chairman of the now-defunct CEFC company, Ye Jiangming, gave Hunter Biden a three-carat diamond ring worth Did eight- you ever get anything from Ye Jiangming? Oh, George likes his chicken spicy. Jim, Crown Point. <laughs> oh, I like some Kung Pao chicken from Oh, yeah, but, I like uh, my chicken spicy. Day. Yes, thank you. Thank hey, you. Do, you, do you think the irony was lost on your guest that it's the leftist he supports that are I do. down his book? I do. I absolutely do. And, you know, it's funny. I, I was going over it. I mean, he agreed. We agreed. Everything up until Joe Biden. And then yep. that's the part where you realize, you know, was he a, was he a Nixon Republican? Because if you were a Nixon Republican, you hated Trump. You probably voted for, absolutely. for Biden. And, you know, this is the problem when people think. I had a friend of mine tell me, oh, he, he's just going to be. A Democrat, a normal Democrat. What the hell's a normal Democrat? Have you looked at anywhere they rule? I don't care if it's a municipality. They're failures in the very kindest definition. They're crooks, if you can read. So, you know, to a certain extent, uh, that's why I don't... Uh, did you hear me say is the name of his book again? And you won't. Thank you very much, Jim. Yeah. The irony wasn't lost yeah. on me. I'll tell you that. Good. Yeah. I hope you don't sell a freaking book. What do you think of that? Uh, Matt on the south side... <laughs> Hey, Sean, I just wanted to say um, I 100% agree. Please never mention this book again. Now, I know people who did vote for Biden. I don't yeah. necessarily like them, but I'll tell you, they thought, like you said, that he was going to be something different. The fact that your guest thought this is what he could expect and still voted that way. Yeah. That's the problem with these never-Trumpers that aggravate me. Listen, oh, yeah. Trump, that's what drives me crazy. If you care about this country at this point... You got to. They got to stop with that mentality. But here's the other thing: it's the it's the ignorance of issues and the ignorance of the people you're voting for. Do you know I didn't vote for Trump in '16? I didn't vote for. I put on. The, I put on my ballot, not good enough, because my whole argument with Trump was: why would you pay them? Why would you hire Rahm Emanuel? Why would you hire Ed Burke? Why would you donate to yeah. Chuck Schumer? You know, to me, you don't commingle with him. I don't commingle with him. And if you're going to shake yeah. me down and you're a Democrat, we're going to war. I'm not giving you yeah. five fracking cents. I'll pull out. I, you know, that's why I don't sell real estate in that ghetto anymore. I won't sell yeah. real estate there. I don't want to help anybody buy anything or sell anything there. Get out of here. You get what you deserve yeah. when you vote for these Democrats. And that's really what I felt like saying, you know, and I kind of did. But the Ukraine thing is astonishing. Because ultimately, yeah. you know what's funny, Matt? 
we're advocating for peace. We're advocating for peace. No, I agree. I was advocating for peace when Ukraine was killing its people for eight years. Did he say anything then? Did these people who support the Ukraine war, including the Republicans, did they say boo? You've got over 18,000 Ukrainians that were killed by the Ukrainian government for eight years. And now we're supposed to pretend they weren't? I I do want to say, I am so proud of you, I would have jumped oh. to the phone if I were you. you. You ended that interview as professionally as you could. Oh, thank You're you very much. professional. I appreciate it. I've been called a lot of things, man, but that's not one of them. In the meantime, it's aggravating. Let's play. i got to play more of them. Calvert, Representative Calhoun. I should be coming out here, McCollum. Uh, and I want to thank you. Even if you're a Democrat, you can't see there's something wrong. He lost his fracking marbles. He has dementia. You can't see that. It's an insult, an absolute insult. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, the foothills of the him. And then there's this trollop. Hump Day Harris, who if you pretend she's a lawyer and you look what she did when she was a lawyer in, in California, you're horrified, horrified. And then you realize she was a 27-year-old office tramp to a gangster, Willie Brown, Mike Madigan of San Francisco. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. And then you look at the, not just stagflation, the absolute destruction of the economy, the wealth of Americans, and the promise of new taxes. It's, it's just, it's beyond me. Tony Riverside. Hey, Sean. First, before I get into what I wanted to tell you, I went to a wake the other night of a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Kevin, who oh, introduced you I, to your wife. Yes, he did. I love I love Kevin. And I, I was sorry I couldn't be there for his mother, who was a wonderful He knew woman. that. His sisters yeah, and everything. He was funny. The Pendergrass. The Kevin Pendergrass and the Pendergrass family, they suffered a loss of their mother. Wonderful, wonderful people. And it's true. He introduced me to my wife. It's true. Yeah. So what I wanted to say is I didn't I wasn't I wasn't able to hear the interview with this guy who wrote this book. But next time, just use the saying, I would challenge you to a battle of wits, but I see you are unarmed. <laughs> no, because that's a- those, kind of, those kind of people, you can't get through to them. They just don't hear Well, he's hoisted, he's hoisted by his own petard. And, and, and we, we agree. I sh- honestly, if you didn't read Thomas Sowell, Black Rednecks and White Liberals, you're probably a Democrat. It's really because that book goes through goes through exactly what we're living through right now. Exactly. And Thomas Sowell right. is a black man who predicted it. But more importantly, Thomas Sowell is a former Marxist. And the reason you should read everything Thomas Sowell writes is because he writes from that perspective of commingling his life with the Marxists, with the government supremacists. And it forever changed, and we're better off for it. So I don't mind when people have evolution, but denounce the fact you were ever a Democrat. Because to a guy who suffered in Chicago, a guy who watched a once great city get turned into a ghetto, don't, don't tell me you're a Democrat or you vote for him. Because now you should go live in the Democrat hellholes that they build. Thank exactly. You yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Now you could print your book on Charmin. What do you think of that, Squirrel? I know, it's a little rough. Comer also contends that bank records show Biden family members received a transfer of $1 million from... Ro- how, do you, how do you support that? Why would anybody... Give him a million dollars. Why? Counselor, 
Romanian businessman Gabriel Papavicio when Joe Biden served as vice president. While Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family. Now, listen, every lawyer, even the Democrats, know exactly, exactly what he's doing. Every fracking lawyer knows a money laundering scheme. So you're going to vote for that? And you know what it is. Now you deserve it. $80,000. In February 2017, nine days after he met Ye in Miami, $3 million was wired to a company owned by Hunter Biden business associate Robert... Anybody who votes for that is either stupid or they want in on the scam, like the rest of the Chicago Democrats. How you doing? Could I have a job I don't have to go to? All right, I'm in. Walker, followed by another $3 million the next month. The U.S. Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Unit listed the transfers as suspicious activity. Suspicious activity? He's a fracking crook, and he's showing you he's a crook. There is nothing he could possibly deliver for that money except corruption. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a Democratic leader. But the opportunity uh, to generate a united Ukraine. 150,000 people dead not to mention the war crimes of the Barack Obama administration. 90% of the drone strikes in the Middle East, 90% killed innocent people, grandmothers, kids, farmers, and nobody gives a rip. Not to mention, what exactly is he doing to the dictators in Africa? The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. I'm even more offended when somebody smart votes for this. You must be in on it. You can't be that stupid to not see what this scoundrel is. At least half a million dollars made its way from Walker's LLC to Hunter Biden's Owasco company that year. The only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you are concealing money. You know what else is aggravating, Squirrel? There's tens of million of us that work honestly every freaking day. And you never get to these numbers. But this dimwit in diapers... This whore who's never done anything in 50 years, million, three million, five million. Is there a lawyer out there that it's too stupid to see this is crime? Crime. Or is this the politics as usual? Wasn't that the, con the line I got? Oh, it's the politician. Now you're right. This is the politics as usual. From that crook Richard Nixon, who was the executive order that created the EPA, to this scum. Let me restate this. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. That's why I am proud that Byron Donalds is my congressman. I am proud that I have met him. I love him. I wish he was running for, for, for president. 312-642-5600. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. I like these calls. I really do, because I feel the exact same way. Steve in Woodstock. Yeah, hi, Sean. Yes, Steve. This is this is Steve. I, I met you over at Donnelly Auctions. And here's oh, my yes. First call to you. <laughs> yes, I remember you. How are you? Good. Good, thanks. This is my first call. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for making it. 
Well, you know, I, I had to make it because I, I couldn't believe that so-called author. I mean, how many years has he been on the planet? He, he says oh, Bi- he, he voted for O'Biden because he thought he had a, that the country needed a steady hand. Well, I have to tell you, that's the part that I listen. That's the part that aggravated me. If you vote for Democrat, like the guys in my old neighborhood, because you're going to get one of these contracts, you could go sit on your ass at Tom's Steakhouse and pretend to be a developer. I get that. You're a crook by any other name. But when you can read and you love the law and you're a lawyer and you vote for a fascist, it's outrageous. That's the part that gets it. But then if you're these crooked lawyers... And you want to be in the Table of Wisdom LLC, go sit at the Golden Bear and carve up the city of Chicago like it was a poker pot. I agree with that, too. But in the meantime, Stephen Woodstock, what I loved about going out to Donnelly was not just the fact that it's beautiful countryside and that Donnelly Auctions is amazing. It's an amazing place. But I got to meet a lot of people like you. So I appreciate you coming out, and I appreciate you making the call. I know it's not your normal routine. Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'll talk to you again. You take care. Absolutely, Steve. Absolutely. We'll talk again. That's why all of us should go. And I mean this. It's not just because they advertise Freedom Square. You know, I don't go on asshat. I don't go on. I barely even go on Twitter. I uh, am going to I have started the process of Freedom Square. I have the app. I'm halfway filled out. I've got four businesses, Squirrel. It's, uh, It's hard to get through the day. And then I have to study and research the news because this clip that I'm playing you is five years old. I put it on just in case somebody called and pretended Joe Biden wasn't a crook. This clip of Orr and Nelly Orr and what happened with Fusion GPS, this all comes from the Duchess of Chaffington. All of it. An ongoing investigation into his contacts with the two leading figures in the controversy over the dossier, meetings that DOJ officials told Fox News Orr had withheld from his superiors. House Intelligence Committee staff uncovered that Orr met last year with both Christopher Steele, the former British spy who authored the dossier with input from Russian sources, and that Orr also met last year with Glenn Simpson, the founder of Fusion GPS. The The reason that I play this is five years ago. We knew what Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia was five years ago. We knew how they were working hand in glove. And why? Because Donald Trump would have never went to war. He would have never funded the Ukrainian gangsters. Never. He would have never given Seymour Hersh, a darling of the left, something to write about. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. Apparently this was done last year. Do you remember what else? started last year. Zelensky began his sacking spree. He fired many top officials, all for corruption. Now the Everybody who voted Democrat is liable. Everybody is responsible for American dark ages. Everybody knew what this crooked bastard was. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And there still wasn't enough of them to get him in legally. He's illegitimate on top of it. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. 
And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Started the show today. With the, with the win in American Dark Ages. The win was at the Supreme Court. My next guest is very involved. She's Jessica Thompson, no relation. Second time I've had her on. She's an attorney for Pacific Legal Foundation's Economic Liberty Practice Group. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the organization that brought the case today. Am I right, Jessica? You're absolutely right. And we actually have two victories from the Pacific Legal Foundation to discuss today, and I can't wait to get into it with you. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. This is good because it's against an organization, a bureaucracy of intimidation and extortion, that you cannot quantify the damage it's done to this country as it pretends to be altruistic, created by an executive order, which I believe was unconstitutional from the get-go, and then taking advantage of trickery and bureaucracy like the what is it called the chevron deference where they get to be little lawmakers themselves so tell us a little bit about the win today yes so both of these victories are just stunning for individual liberty and the property rights of everyday americans and in this first case i know exactly which one you're talking about it's a Sackett versus the epa um and uh, the court significantly narrowed the epa's clean water act authority and the unanimous decision that was handed down today and because of today's victory property owners everyday americans like mike and chantel sackett will no longer be threatened with thousands of dollars in clean water act fines and blocked from building home on their land and instead epa will only be able to regulate legitimate wetlands that have a continuous surface connection to bodies that are waters of the united states now, I remember when this was passed, it was under um, Barack Obama's administration, if memory serves me correct. And it specifically dealt with a mine issue, wasn't it, in the Southwest? And they, they promoted this new regulation under the guise of clean water, but it was about control in each and every case. And your people, are they developers? Were they building a Bally's? What exactly uh, were they doing when they were intimidated and extorted by the EPA? Yeah, these are just uh, average homeowners. They are a husband and a wife that bought this property near Priest Lake, Idaho, and they were going to build a new home for them and their family uh, to enjoy uh, the beautiful weather out there. And that's when the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers stepped in and told them that their residential lot, much to their surprise, was a wetland and was subject to federal authority and that they were going to be fined tens of thousands of dollars every day unless they secured a federal permit. And so that kicked off the Sackett's 16-year fight for this victory that they just received today. So what was the um, what was the, the building that it was going to be, and how did the EPA get wind of it? Well... You know, they have areas that the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers want to, uh, you know, extend their jurisdiction to cover. Um, what's important about the Sackett property, where they were just going to be building their, you know, family home, uh, was that this uh, essentially a puddle um, that they wanted to fill in so that they could uh, build their home. Uh, you know, it wasn't always wet. Um, it, it's not the type of wetland uh, that you see uh, that meets a river or a traditional waterway that, uh, you know, the Clean Water Act actually covers now under the Supreme Court's new decision today. 
this was a puddle in the backyard uh, that was across the street from a ditch that eventually ran into Priest Lake. But this puddle in their backyard had no uh, surface connection to the lake that was in navigable water. And so this is really the Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA attempting to expand their jurisdiction to, you know, what's properly the providence of the state. Typically, when you're building your home, you get your permits and your licenses from state and local governments, um, not the Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA. And what it is is a trick to backdoor nationalize the property. It's about control, as it always is. How did they come to the figure of 10000 a day? And at the time they were going to find them, was the structure already up, so they would have had to incur costs to tear it down? No, sadly, this, and well, you know, honestly, I guess either way would have been sad if they had already built the structure, or um, sadly, their property has been sitting vacant because of uh, this 16-year battle uh, that they've been in with the EPA. And so uh, the, the $10,000 penalty is uh, under the Clean Water Act. Uh, but the, the problem here is exactly what you're saying, is that the EPA is trying to expand its uh, jurisdiction to cover all sorts of property that Congress, whenever they wrote the Clean Water Act, did not envision uh, the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers would have uh, jurisdiction over. So now this is so obvious. Um, we had a discussion earlier I remember reading it was not unanimous, but it should have been. What was the uh, vote on this by the judges? So uh, that's a, it's interesting. There are some people in media that are confusing it a little bit, and uh, you, know, you can guess what side of uh, media they lean towards. Uh, but the court is unanimous in this decision in finding oh. that the Clean Water Act does not apply to the Sackett property, uh, but there is a splinter on exactly what the test should be. But consistent with the arguments that uh, my colleagues uh, at Pacific Legal made, a five-justice majority of the court also adopted the plurality opinion that we advocated for uh, that came from uh, Justice Scalia in Rapinos versus the United States, which again holds that the Clean Water Act only extends to wetlands with a continuous surface connection to bodies that are waters of the United States in their own right so that they are indistinguishable from those waters. But when you have a lake some hundred uh, yards away, and then you have a puddle in your backyard, that is not a continuous surface connection, making it indistinguishable from those waters. In fact, from the Sackett's property and where the lake uh, is situated, there are homes in between them. So there's certainly not a continuous connection there. Uh, and, Fortunately, five of the justices agreed with us and adopted that uh, test for what is a water under the Clean Water Act. And that ruling is just going to be so much more clear and provide so much more guidance to courts whenever the EPA or the Army Corps of Engineers tries to threaten another homeowner, a property owner who wants to build their dream home. Uh, so hopefully we will be able to reach a quicker decision and they won't have to run the gauntlet for 16 years like the Sackett. Now, you and the good people at Pacific Legal Foundation, you help people do this, but ultimately there's massive cost here. Does the EPA pay the legal fees now? There are some uh, provisions where uh, Pacific Legal may seek uh, to recuperate some of our attorney's fees, but I'm so glad that you uh, mentioned that this is a very costly uh, endeavor that Pacific Legal does, but we represent our clients free of charge because we believe in the constitutional pr principles 
that protects Americans' individual liberty. And the reason that we're able to do so is because we have thousands of generous donors all across the country who believe in our constitutional freedoms and support Pacific Legal Foundation's work. Uh, and that allows us to battle on behalf of the Sackett, on behalf of Jer- Geraldine Tyler, who also won a case before the Supreme Court uh, that the PLS brought uh, today. And uh, I'm happy to say that now PLS has 17 victories out of 19 cases that we've litigated before the Supreme Court. So I'd like to tell uh, our donors and supporters that it's a, a great investment if you are wanting to protect individual liberty and the constitutional way of government that we enjoy. I'm so proud of what you did. I really am, because the, the, the trick here in any bureaucracy is to grind out the citizen to make it so arduous that they cannot afford to do it. The time so long that they lose the will to do it. That's what the EPA has been doing since R- Richard Nixon created it with a pen. This is something I've, I've always been curious why don't the American people bring an action against the EPA itself as it was never formed due to Congress lawmakers but an executive order? And if I'm not mistaken, don't executive orders have to come up time and time again? So the EPA will actually come up to be renewed again. Is there a time for the American people to demand we file a suit against the EPA as a bureaucracy itself? That That's an interesting uh you know, approach and, and something uh, that, that we should certainly uh, consider uh, testing some of the legality of uh, the EPA. Um, one thing that always uh, gets in the way of many great lawsuits, including uh, the student loan uh, debt forgiveness challenge uh, that uh, Pacific Legal also litigated, is that uh, taxpayers, just as American citizens, we do not have standing just to go into federal court and challenge all of the unconstitutional actions that federal agencies or other members of the government uh, might try to perpetrate. And so that's why Pacific Legal works really hard to find clients who are just perfectly queuing up these legal issues and constitutional issues so that we can make these big changes at the Supreme Court. And, you know, I just have to give kudos to my colleagues who began uh, representing the Sackett way back in 2007 and 2008. Um, So that's just extreme dedication and also kudos to the uh, resilience that the Sackett displayed over this uh, extremely long and tenuous battle against the EPA. What else is very interesting is that every state has their own version of the EPA. Every state has their own. And yet we have this federal bureaucracy, its redundancy, its intimidation. And when they lose, it seems to be like, okay, we just lost. We're going to keep trying it. And they lost again when they wanted to control um, the emissions of energy producing companies just 10 months ago. And yet here we stand as we have an entire party talking about regulating the interior air quality of our dwellings. Are you prepared to bring another suit when they try to take away the stoves? That is something that we are monitoring very closely. You know, the administration has announced that they wanted to create a rule regarding that, and then they've backtracked it and said, oh, no, that's just a rumor. We had no intentions, and now it's all back up again. And so that is something people are monitoring very closely and uh, will definitely be interested if this administration moves forward. Now, you know how I have attention deficit disorder, so I'm going to go in a different direction, if that's all right with you. And the reason I'm going to go in this direction is that there are other countries around the world 
that are suing Big Pharma. There are other countries around the world that are suing government um, versions of the CDC. As now we see the ramifications and the devastation of the vaccine and how many people are vaccine injured. Are you looking into taking up a case against the CDC and the fascistic bureaucracies that mandated people be forced to take the experiment called a vaccine? Are you are you looking at that or is that not something you're ready to do yet? Well, you know, we at Pacific Legal have had a number of COVID-19 challenges, including challenges against the CDC, such as the eviction moratorium ban uh, that the CDC put forth. Um, that is an issue I know that some of our friends in the public interest space is that they're working on and are litigating. Um, and so it's, it's always possible um, that that might be something in our future. Um, but uh, we have quite a full plate uh, with our uh, quality and opportunity work, our property rights work, and our other separation of powers work. Um, with all these administrative agencies, the alphabet suits of our government, um, the fortunate and unfortunate thing about being a constitutional litigator is there's never a deficit of uh, work and of cases that need to be brought to defend our constitution. Well, rights. Jessica, if you ever need somebody to sue the government, you already know how to spell my last name. My first name is S-H-A-U-N. <laughs> Feel free to put me in the blank space there. And uh, let my people know where they can go and support your organization as you are putting up fights for our liberty and freedom, as you always have since the uh, Pacific Legal Foundation has been created. Where can they go? Absolutely. Please join us at PacificLegal.org. You can always Google Pacific Legal Foundation. We're on all of the social media channels so we can keep you updated. You can sign up for email updates at our website. And we're celebrating our 50th year of uh, advocating for the constitutional rights of Americans. And so I hope your listeners will join us. Congratulations. I want to thank you for making time. And please let your dog know I don't like when Democrats walk past my house either. I hope you got them. Thank you so much for making yourself available to me. Thank you, Sean. Have a great evening. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, I'm over it. She died yesterday. Enough for the Tina Turner. Just throw her in a hole and move on. Tom in Blue Island. So, Sean, it looks like... Uh, it looks ditto. It looks like this is a decent verdict uh, or a decision. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh sided with the three liberals, uh, the coward who wouldn't be a Supreme Court justice if it wasn't for Donald J. Trump, because no president has ever stood for one of their nominees like he did. But um, John, you what, that you always it, talk about that means he went against Scalia. That's the interesting part. This is not, you know what I mean? You went against Scalia. Yeah. This, this, this is bringing back Scalia's original decision. And I want to say, I thought this, this Water Act happened like right after Obama was elected. Um, but I have to re- review it a little bit. But uh, that's well, the real thing. I use everything against Scalia. That's the most brilliant guy that I can yeah. think of for the last 150 years. Well, one, Sean, one of the things you talk about a lot is... Uh, you know, how we have a limited amount of time on this earth. Uh, where do these people go to get their 20 years back that they had to spend fighting the government? Tom, do you know what's interesting in Florida? This is a big deal. 
because it's about water and then you have wetlands and the government gets to decide. And um, you can't quantify the damage to true progress that this rule of control has caused. You can't quantify it. So the fact that it lost is what's to be celebrated. But you can never get your time back. That's why it's so important you never give in to the fascist scum, also known as the Democrats. This is what they do. And they'll be back to do this again to some other family. Just because they lost this case means we can win again, but it doesn't mean they're going to stop their abuse. This is what they do. They push it and they push it and they push it because they get away with it for the most part. Not many people are willing to stand up, put the time in, the money in, and the, and the effort in. Go to court to know what is your right. It doesn't matter. This isn't about right and wrong anymore. It's about government control. Cream Puff Jim, he likes government control. How are you, Cream Puff? Yeah, yeah hey, Jack Smitty, I, I just got a birdie came back to the old studio. You're the hey, third Democrat a, on my show. This yeah. is a record day. Record day. Yeah, Three but anyways, anyways, he's got an indictment up for uh, the front runner for the grand old party coming up in about two weeks on the Mar-a-Lago. Uh, what are they going to indict him for this time? Did he did he not pay a valet? What you, did he na- you, you, you name it. But anyway, Smitty's got the silver bullet. He's going to fire it in about two weeks. I just thought I'd... Give me a little heads up. Uh, I'm so used to these Democrats, these desperados. Let me ask you a question, Cream Puff Jim. Can you give me one good reason? I'm dead serious about this. Why would you give that scum, lowlife, sister-in-law banging freak $3 million? Why would you give it to him? Who's who, who's that? Hunter Biden, the Chinese communist bastard, gave him oh, a, a, a $80,000 diamond, $3 million. Aren't you paying attention? No, but his paintings, his paintings are going to be worth a fortune. You, you'll go into the Guggenheim. <laughs> you'll go into the Guggenheim, and those things yeah. will be hanging in the Guggenheim. I got news for you. The stains in your underwear are more artistic. Thank you very much, Crane Puff Jim. I mean, why? And nobody can explain why you gave him the money. That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Former assistant federal prosecutor for Northern California, John O'Connor, sees a troubling pattern. Everything points to criminal behavior. And I think there's plenty there, in my view, to show, number one, money laundering and what they call structuring, having different devices intended to fool the authorities as to what was happening in a corrupt transaction. While the House Government Oversight Committee has not yet declared the money transfers illegal, members are planning additional subpoenas in hopes of uncovering the truth. Every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information, there's more possible corruption, there's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. House Republicans charge the FBI is not cooperating with the investigation. That's because the FBI refused a subpoena demanding it hand over a key document tying Joe Biden to an alleged bribery scheme with a foreign national. The bureau claims FBI, the CIA, the EPA, CDC. How many of these bureaucracies of government supremacy must we pretend are legitimate? I didn't pretend they were legitimate decades ago. Bruce Orr and his unattractive, homely wife, Nellie, whoa, Nellie, they were also employed by these bureaucracies. Bruce Orr was also an FBI guy. ...research firm that paid Mr. Steele with funding from the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. Now Fox News has confirmed that Nellie Orr, an academic Russia expert and the wife of Bruce Orr, worked... Do me a favor, Squirrel. Just on your phone, yell into the evil Google machine... Nellie Orr, and take a look at that kisser. She should be hanging around with Dr. Awardy. 
for Fusion GPS last year. Indeed was paid by the opposition research firm Wolf. through the summer and fall of 2016, a timeline that places her on the company payroll around the time the dossier was funneled to the FBI. And you throw a newspaper, she's running after it. Perhaps up through the election, some two weeks after which her husband met secretly with Glenn Simpson. The House Intelligence Committee Chairman Nunes told Fox News in a statement today is looking into all facets of the connections between the Department of Justice and Fusion GPS, including Mr. Orr, unquote. It was five years ago, five years ago, the FBI, from the clip you just heard from yesterday, still not turning over the material. Why? I know why. For the same reason they were a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's office, and nobody knew. I don't know. What do you mean a mafia done? Because that's how you get away with it. Crime pays when you're elected. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, before I uh, go into Florida and Disney... Owen has been on the line for a while. Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean, uh, before I make my comment, I wish I want to wish you a good upcoming Memorial Day weekend. And God bless the uh, the men who died and fought for this country. They'd probably be turning over in their graves of water. Oh, and this, um, is one of, uh, but, this is one of the most emotional holidays because you realize the trajectory of our nation and how different it is because of the waste of, of some of these guys. And you think back to Vietnam, and you think back to, you know, our foreign policy, it's, it's, it's nauseating because each one of these guys that died, yeah. none of them died for government supremacy that this country is living under right now. None of them died no, for that, any that, of the sitting much. Democrats. The Democrats are a slap in the face on these holidays, these rat bastards. There's Go no, ahead. There's no doubt, but I'm not an artificianato, but I will say this. If the Dimwood and Diapers ever passed away, or if he loses the election, or for any reason he was thrown out of office, his crackhead son's paintings wouldn't be worth the price of Charmin. Oh, please. Except could you, you imagine? Could use them for that. You could probably use them for that reason. The whole family. They, they're, yeah. all, they're all bust-outs. The sister, the yeah. brother with the $1.5 billion contract to build houses in Iraq. His moron oh, yeah. daughter-in-law that was banging Hunter. I mean, these are, these are roaches. Yeah. They should be on that Showtime show. Shameless. It's despicable. Yeah. You want to talk about disgust. Yeah, they're scum, but those paintings would be worthless. Oh, of course. I think Jim, uh, Cream Puff Jim's underwear with the stains in it would be worth more. Thank you very much, Owen. <laughs> well, at least they come with his pension. Yeah, pension alone is worth ridiculous kinds of money. But in the meantime, there's a little spat going on between Disney and Ron DeSantis. And I'm of two minds on it. It's an interesting conversation. But the idea that that slob of a governor, that manatee, Pritzker and the rest of his despicable family think that there's a business that's going to move into Illinois. You'll get maybe like the Boeings where you pay them to move. And then the day that that agreement is over, they move out. But you're not going to get Disney. Does anybody know who Disney is? You think they're really down with the communists? You're wrong. In news across America now, Disney announced it's going to be moving 2,000 jobs from California to Orlando to cash in on $580 million in tax credits. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. California, Walt Disney. I thought you guys were great. No, you're not so much. This was eight months ago. 
In news across America now, Disney announced it's going to be moving 2,000 jobs from California to Orlando to cash in on $580 million in tax credits. The jobs include positions in finance, human resources, technology, communications, and Imagineers with average salaries of $120,000. Think about this, Squirrel. Average 2,000 jobs gone from California to Florida. They hate Florida. Oh, you hate it? Well, then what are you doing moving here? You see, Disney like is like every other Democrat wannabe. They're whores, and you can buy them like chiclets. They know what's best for their pocketbooks. Oh, they, they'll all talk a big game. But see if Disney moves 2,000 employees to Chicago. The company said it favors Florida for its business-friendly climate, better huh. housing prices, lower income taxes, less crowded schools, and less traffic. But experts say, ultimately, this move comes down to money. Capital and corporations are not loyal. They are not people. They don't have emotions. All they care about is the bottom line, uh, and that's why the move's going to happen. The existing 2,000 employees, it's not better for them because half of them, or more than half, will lose their jobs, and many will decide not to go over. The company says it will work to relocate some of their highest paid employees as long as they want to move to Florida. According to a spokesperson, the new campus will support a dynamic work environment. California, one of the prettiest places on earth, destroyed itself. The taxes are 13%. So immediately, you make 120 grand. You're talking about 15, give or take, 15,000 a year. You get a raise instantaneously. That's why they moved to Florida, and they'll continue to move. And the so-called project they're not going to move forward, poppycock. They're going to move forward with it. And the reason is, we love business. We support liberty and property rights. It's not only why Disney should move. It's why everybody who isn't in on the scam of the Democrat mafia should move. Hello, I'm Governor Ron DeSantis. For the last several years, we've seen disastrous policies pour out of Washington, D.C. These policies have hurt our economy and created negative headwinds for Americans and small businesses everywhere. But during this same time, Florida's economy has remained strong. In April, Florida's unemployment rate remained at a near record low of 2.6%. That's the lowest unemployment rate among the top 10 largest states in our entire country. The free state of Florida has also seen record tourism. In the first quarter of 2023, Florida welcomed 37.9 million total visitors. That's the largest number of visitors ever recorded for a single quarter. Now, Florida's booming economic success has led to record revenues, and those revenues have now allowed us to pass along tax savings to Florida families during a time of high inflation and rising prices. In February, I proposed the largest tax relief package in Florida's history, and I'm happy to deliver on that promise today. I am announcing that I will sign $2.7 billion in tax relief, the largest tax relief package in Florida's history. This tax relief package will include permanent sales tax exemptions on all baby and toddler items, including diapers and children's clothing. That will save Florida families an estimated $159 million. Ironically, a dear friend of mine I have that still is trapped in the sewer of Chicago just sent me a receipt just minutes ago. In the city, when you purchase something, they have three different versions of taxes. One of them is 3%. The other one is 1.25%. And then the other one, 
the real bad one, like if you sit down and you eat, 10.25% on top of the product you bought. See the difference in a well-run area versus a ghetto? Includes two disaster preparedness sales tax holidays, which will save Florida families around $144 million. Also includes two back-to-school sales tax holidays, saving Florida families with school-age children an estimated $161 million. We also have a Freedom Summer sales tax holiday on family recreational items that should leave $230 million in the hands of Florida taxpayers. We even included a year-long sales tax exemption on gas stoves because, yes, they are trying to come for your gas stoves, and we're going to make sure you can use what you want. These sales tax exemptions build on the toll relief program that began in January and is expected to save Florida families a total of $500 million. So you have states that are strong, where there are very few homes for sale. Surviving, not just surviving, thriving, because they give you your money back. And you have an entire mafia party that not only practices waste, fraud, and abuse of money and enriching their cohorts of corruption, but they guarantee more taxes if you make money. It is the party for the corrupt and the welfare roach versus the party of freedom and property rights for the money you make. Now, whose side are you on? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I had a friend of mine that lived in Lockport. He's passed away. I used to go down there. I like like Lockport. It was a very nice community. Kathy in Lockport. Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, you're talking about the taxes. Uh, I know a lot of people in the south suburbs of um, Crook County. Yeah. And they were reassessed uh, for 2023. Their taxes... They're getting reassessed at thirty six percent higher. Do you know how outrageous a lot that of is? for sale signs going up? Yeah, but because somebody's got to pay for all the illegals, right? The agreement between government and the American citizen is that in real estate specifically, you are based on an ad valorem tax system. But most people don't realize in two thousand and eleven, Barack Obama from the president broke that covenant with the American people, and that's why these Democrat sewers have their taxes go up when you cannot sell your house for what they tell you it's worth. Not even close. And who do you go to? You have to go to a Democrat scoundrel lawyer like Mike Madigan. you got to get one of his cohorts of corruption, and you hire him, and they get 25 or 30% of what they save you, and they go to their judge that's in the Table of Wisdom LLC in the pocket, and they cook oh, it up, yeah. and then, then that savings doesn't go poof. You know how many people don't understand that goes on commercial businesses. And then you see the empty storefronts. That is the failed policy of socialism. That is the failed policy of the Democrat Party. And they keep doubling down on stupid. That's why, Kathy, when these people vote Democrat, you have to recognize to get away. There is no saving them anymore. And now they will continue to double down. What is the under-over on Chicago? Is it 50 this weekend? It's three-day or you picking 50? I want to say 55. 55, Kathy. Put it on in the office pool. Thank you very much. You might as well make fun of it because they're so fracking stupid. They continue to just keep it up 
and keep it up. And they destroy great places. I mean, great places. Several older persons and activists have proposals for what they call a crisis. How come she didn't say older birthing persons and other and others? Can't do that? No? Just birthing older persons? Well, I've been confused by most of these aldermen for a while. What do you call the ones in the Forest Preserve that are backed in? Oh, Republicans. 25th Ward Alderman Byron Sigcho Lopez says the last administration failed to collaborate with residents when dealing with migrants bused to Chicago. The group introduced plans to use city spaces for asylum seekers and for Chicagoans who are unhoused. What a slap in the face to all of the Chicago actual citizens who are homeless, who are poor. What a slap in their face. Well, you voted for it. You like it this way. I want to end on a good news. How much time do I got, Squirrel? Oh, come on. I have to have more than 30 seconds. I want to talk about the canine. Even though it's sad that he died, he got all the attention, and the scumbag was killed by the police. Got none. Throw that roach in a hole, too. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Fastest show on radio. Tomorrow, no Democrats. Maybe Cream Puff Jim, because he makes me laugh with his obese physique. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.